Welcome to the HR Matters Podcast, because people matter. The place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into what changes you can make to your company today. For HR professionals, managers, and anyone who has a keen investment in the people within their organization. Featuring Marilyn Fluch. Hi, hello. Lisa Dempsey. Hello. And myself, Shay Hardy. Take it away. Yeah, so this is Lisa here. Um, and something really interesting happened this week uh, within the tech world. There was a massive employee walkout at Google. Um, before I get into the details of this, though, I just want to shout out the fact that I am recording this in a cafe. So apologies to listeners, should there be any uh, unusual background noise. We, we can't really help that. Uh, I am having a home renovation, and so a cafe was the next uh, best alternative for me. But this Google walkout, um, it was worldwide, and it was big. There were more than 20,000 employees worldwide that um, up and walked out on the 1st of November in a peaceful protest of Really, the, the Google, what they're calling, you know, the Google culture of, of harassment and kind of sweeping things under the carpet. Um, one thing that I loved, though, about the, the way that they have organized this is, A, it seems to be really well self-organized. Um, but they also came with some very, very specific requests. So the bottom line of them seem to all point towards transparency, um, but it's things along the lines of an end to forced arbitration. Mm -hmm. So in cases of harassment or discrimination, uh, also looking for a commitment to end pay and opportunity in equity. So they are asking for more accountability uh, around that so that there is some reporting on what the pay gaps are according to sex, gender, ethnicity. Um, they're also asking for transparency around uh, sexual harassment. So to have a clear and uniform uh, process around it and then to also publicly disclose not the details of the harassment cases, but where they are, you know, what, where these things are happening, what parts of the business they are in. And um, then they're also asking for the chief diversity officer to report directly to the CEO. So those are some pretty big, uh, bold asks from the employees. And uh, they walked out in demand that of was them. the chief diversity officer, you said, right? Because you sound job dropped off just a second ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the chief diversity officer to report directly to the CEO and to be high up and have plenty of uh, influence for as much as you can have. Yeah, to give the, this area, the diversity area of the business, more, uh, more influence mm -hmm. and visibility um, to ensure uh, accountability. I think it's also impressive that 20,000 people globally walked out and when I look at the pictures online, it's a mix of male and female, mm -hmm. of mix of cultures, a mix of races. Everyone wants a part in this conversation, and they're all supporting each other. Yep. 
Yeah, I saw that too. And it's very, it's a very grassroots initiative, it seems, coming from all kinds of locations. And as you said, from all kinds of people, everyone's joining in across the, across the board, across the, the population of Google. Yeah. It's huge. Seems to be a really inclusive yeah. effort. You know, so it's, it's genuinely inclusive in, in every facet of it, which I think is really powerful because um, it really seems to send a very strong, you know, we mm-hmm. message, yes. not just a few select employees yeah. or disenfranchised right. groups. Um, right. And they seem to be, you know, the message really points towards uh, culture. Yeah. You know, they, they are protesting specific aspects of the culture, um, which I think is, is fascinating because this is, I think, one of the first times, at least that I have heard of, employees protesting culture as a whole, as opposed to, um, you know, I've experienced lots of employees being unhappy about a, a union or a works council or a particular mm-hmm. policy. Um, but this is speaking to a really big yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm curious, Shay, what, what is your take on this? We also, just to uh, speak to the fact that all of us just participated in the Women in Tech Regatta here in Amsterdam last week, where we spent a lot of time talking about, yeah. you know, w- women in the technology area. And Shay, you were a, a significant contributor to that oh. as well. Um what are your thoughts? I, I find the whole thing interesting. Um, we we did the we well, we just finished the regatta in the last weekend of October, uh, the first one here in 2018, and it was really um, inspiring. And we were having conversations with so many different people about different topics, and we wanted we want change. We want to make things happen that will will think, change things for the better. We care as people <laughs> in general. We care. It matters. Yeah, it's a we conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because as we we're looking into this article and as this was happening, the wit regatta was also happening mm-hmm. and we were at Google. Yeah. So that was very, yeah. you know, it's only because I, at least for me, I was in the middle of the hustle and bustle of putting the panels together that I would have wanted to ask the people there what were what was their take on it. And I wish I had had that time, something to go back to and, and follow up with the people there and see what their take is on it. Mm. The other thing I noticed in the news is today that uh, Under Armour has also one trying to make changes within their culture and yeah. they've changed their expense policy that executives can no longer write off visits to strip clubs, um, which I find shocking. Well, that says something about culture, oh, yeah. doesn't it? That's a big culture statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's just surprising uh, that these companies have to be pushed in such a way before they realize that change needs to happen. It's kind of sad, actually. It's surprising, and it's about time. It's not exactly yeah. not exactly an innovation to quit taking your clients to strip clubs. And, <laughs> and, right. Uh, oh, right. wow. Yeah. Even if, even if your clients are asking to go to strip clubs, 
you can go with him or her or whoever it is. And that doesn't have to be part of uh, the company's expenses. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what we're seeing now is that, and this is the part that I really love, that employees are not waiting for permission to say it's enough is enough. Mm. They're not. Absolutely. They're not going to wait for you to finally get it on paper or create a new policy or do whatever. They're going to take it into their hands. They're going to take action in their hands. And that is how change comes about. Transformation comes top down and bottom up. Mm. And they're taking control over that. Yeah. And that was one thing that I really loved about this Google walkout was it was a really clear and loud line in the sand that this group of employees is no longer willing to accept it. And while their, their, you know, their quote unquote complaint, their, their issue isn't directly with HR, there's an implication for HR in this and that HR has somehow either been supportive or been complicit Mm -hmm in in accepting and allowing this culture and um, I know I've been in businesses where that has also been the case Um, but I'm really curious Mario Line what what your take is on this and have have you ever been a part of a business where you've been in an HR department where you see these things happening or you see you know harassment or discrimination things maybe not being handled in the strongest manner Um, well I've I've heard loads of stories uh, from all kinds of people in all kinds of organizations who have been hurt by their managers, by their organization, by the way things go, by the way the culture is. Um, this specifically is on uh, harassment and racism as well. Uh, but there's plenty of things going on that really, you know, as they say in in Holland, put a scratch on someone's soul. Um, mm-hmm. I like and, that phrase. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I didn't make it up. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, what really <laughs> struck me is we read um, uh, the article that the Google people um, put out, the, the initiators of Walk Out. And uh, one of the first phrases in there is uh, they talk about the people whose lives and careers become collateral damage in the process of what's going wrong in Google. And, you know, loads of people look at Google as, wow, that's a great employer and they do so many amazing things for their employees. And now suddenly this is coming out. It's not that great. They do good stuff and they do some stuff really badly. They're making huge mistakes. And what this brings up for me is, uh, the importance of leadership in this situation and the importance of when you're a manager, you need to realize that you have a huge impact on the people around you, on the people on your team, the people on other teams and the people in your organization, because, you know, what your actions are going to impact topics like sexual harassment that's going on or not, hopefully not diversity, uh, racism and discrimination, abuse, all kinds of things, big and small. And being a a good leader, being a good manager uh, requires a fundamental willingness uh, to investigate the impact that your leadership, your management style has on the daily lives of people in your organization. I, uh, I just read a book called Employee Experience. It's a new book out in Holland in Dutch. 
And uh, the authors uh, interviewed Alexander Gerouf, uh, a Scandinavian uh, expert on leadership um, and employee experience. And he, he talks about this and he really stresses this. Take, as a leader, as a manager, take responsibility for the impact that you have on the people in the organization. And yeah, Absolutely. And, and I would extend yeah. that to HR. Like you said, Lisa, this um, Google situation also mentions uh, things that are going wrong in the HR departments where HR is forced to put managers, uh, management interests ahead of employees' interests. And one of the changes that they're asking for is to bring, whenever there's, uh, there's an arbitration on a complaint, that people should be allowed to bring a friend, a family member, a supporter to the meeting with HR, which... Yeah, bring an ally, bring somebody that yes, they trust. Yes, and that yeah. being the fact that they say that's necessary really points to something really wrong in HR and that the people in HR should also, I think the people in HR should also realize the impact they're having on the daily lives of people. So it's it's managers in HR alike, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you but I love what you what you're saying, Marjolaine, and it points really loudly to something that that I do in a lot of my leadership coaching um, is, you know, impact, you know, leadership with impact and being aware of what that impact is when it's both good mm-hmm. and bad um, so that you can be intentional. Um, and it's not about being perfect. You don't have to get everything right all of the time, but it's about being aware of what that impact is. And I think so often there's an element as well, though, that I want to mention of, I think there's an element of, of personal mm-hmm. leadership as well. So it's not just putting it on managers, senior management or HR. I think people need to be aware in their personal sure. leadership and how they show up in their workspaces, how they show up in, in their lives and in their careers and what sort of impact they have. So what I really love about what you just said, Marjolaine, is, is about the impact and people becoming more and more aware of what their impact is. I, I do a lot of that work in my leadership coaching um, because of the value that it brings. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, there's also an element of it's not just about, you know, the traditional sense of leadership. So senior management, managers, whomever, it's, it's everybody. It's a matter of personal leadership. Mm-hmm. And and individuals taking that impact approach, you know, what is my impact on everything that they do in their workplace, how they interact with their colleagues, how whether they are direct colleagues, their cross-functional colleagues, their subordinates, their whoever, um, but really getting intentional about what their impact is because it's not about being perfect. We'll all make mistakes and we will all step on people's toes at some point. It's not about trying to eliminate it, but it's about being intentional and being clear in what your intentions are. Um, And then also being open when you do accidentally step on somebody's feelings or their values or you, you know, your unconscious bias shows up at some point that there's space to a talk about it and then b have you shift your impact so your intentions may have been good but the impact wasn't what you intended 
So then there's space for it mm. to shift. Because I, this is the thing is I don't think these things can be governed with more policies. I don't think any company is ever going to be able to write, you know, some sort of global harassment and discrimination policy that's going to eliminate all of this because we're all individuals with different ideas. That That is very, it actually ties in very well with the, some of the discussions we had at um, the conference this week. A lot of people were, were talking about change and how do we get our company as employees, what what impact do we have? What can we do yeah. when we don't like how things are going? Yeah. And in the article, uh, I mean, we, in our panel, our leadership panel, we told everyone that they are leaders from whatever chair they sit in, no matter what their title is. Yes. But there's this uh, part in the article, and, and it might have been in what the organizers of the Google work, walkout said, but it says a company is nothing without its workers. From the moment yeah. we start at Google, we're told that we aren't just employees, we're owners. Every person who walked out today is an owner and the owners say time's up. Yeah. And I think that's very true for any organization. Employees are part of the situation and they play a role in it somehow. You can't change culture or anything without everyone being involved and taking ownership as a leader, as, 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 a, as a, not just a leader, but as someone who wants to infect change. Wow. That's very powerful. That's very empowering too. And heartening. I, uh, I, in the Google situation, it really strikes me that there's 20,000 people joining in with this. So there's 20,000 people taking ownership and taking personal leadership and saying, yeah. we need to change this. And I love that too. Yeah. And I, I get the feeling that this is not just going on at Google, but in the world around us. Um, and the fact that it's 20,000 people joining in here really shows that this is something going on in the world around us. And it's not just a few people getting more, uh, getting a change of heart. It's, it's a big change coming up. And this is, this is happening. And this is not just a few sprinkles here and there. This is going yeah. on. And this is going to go through. Yeah, absolutely. It's 20,000 people taking that personal leadership and saying, time's up. We, we no longer find the status quo acceptable. Mm. We no longer find the status quo acceptable. I think that is going around inside and outside the workplace. Yeah. Whether you're in school, out of school, whether you're, whether you're a parent or a student, the status quo is over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a new start. There's a new movement coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, there is a really tangible shift that is happening. And I think it is, it's a incredibly refreshing. Uh, you know, it feels like there's space that is opening up. That's been, been crying out to be seen and heard for a really long time. Yeah. All of this stuff that has been swept under the carpets for, for years um, and at the same time, you know, there, there is that massive challenge of, okay, things are changing, now what? So I'm really curious, like, Shay, what would your advice be to, you know, a, a company who maybe recognizes this in their own organization, that they, they have some cultural pieces, they have some things that are happening that 
no longer fit with this new norm where people are not accepting, uh, you know, these, these inequities, these abuses, these things that used to be gotten away with. How do yeah. they, how do they start making that change? And well, um, it starts with having the conversations. One of the things that was in the, again, in the article was that they said, this has been going on in Google for a very long time. And it's yeah. just stuff that we told our friends and family. It's almost like a, um, don't ask about it. Don't tell about it. It's all kind of hush hush. Yeah. Don't and ask, don't tell. At, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. And I think if that, if anything is going to change, HR's role is really for the business. We've all been told this, that we're here for the business. What we need is a new role that's here for the employee, an employee advocate, someone who actually cares about what's happening with the employee to set up focus groups, to have these discussions in a safe space. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's that's something that's going to be in addition to the business partnership. So it's it should be both and there should be balance between both rather than the the scale tipping over to the business side and losing sight of the employee side. And I think that's what you mean as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually I I would take a very different stance on that and rather than adding a new pillar Mm-hmm. Um, I actually recently had a conversation with um, one of the speakers from the Unleash conference. It's been conference season. There's been a lot of conferences <laughs> yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there were good ones too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of good stuff coming out of them. But um, so Max Hunter and I sat down and had a conversation before the Unleash conference. And, you know, we both agreed that actually in an ideal world, HR wouldn't even be needed. Um, because if, if we look at it technology wise, most of the things that traditionally very, very old fashioned HR departments were used for informing employees about policies, payroll, managing and administrating vacation time, most of that can actually be automated going forward with some sort of, you know, AI and, and coding. Um, so the real reason that HR needs to remain is because there are so many managers and people interfacing with people who are struggling. So that's really the, still the main bastion for HR. Mm-hmm. Um, my argument would be rather than adding an additional pillar to that, so adding a, an employee representative, that it really is about getting everybody in, in the business on board with what is their impact what are their intentions? What do they want? Because really, at the end of the day, and you already said it, you know, Mario Line, people are incredibly important. People are your most valuable and your most scalable asset in any company without your people and without them being able to show up with their best selves, your company is going to struggle. Um, And I don't think that that is something that can be outsourced. I don't think that it's something that a separate pillar can really change. It's about shifting the culture so that people, there's space to embrace that. And going on that discovery, you know, um, there have been conversations as well about what, what skills can be learned and what skills are innate. And I think this is something like how to interact with people is something that is so important and so fundamental and it is absolutely a learned skill that 
I think there are a lot of fallacies out there about people believing that leadership and getting people motivated, getting them engaged um, is somehow innate. You're either good at it or you're not. Mm. Um, I think it's, I stand firmly in, in the idea that it is a learned skill set and we need to spend more time learning, learning that so that we can be intentional about our impact. Good one. There's work to be done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're looking forward to doing it. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really happy to think that um, this is a skill that can be learned or improved even, you know, it's um, uh, some people have more talent in this than others, than others, but it's definitely something that you can learn and improve and start by being a bit aware of it, by being aware of the impact that you, ha that you have on other people and be aware that you can learn as well and that you can find ways and learn ways to deal with situations that you might think difficult or choices that you think are difficult cho choosing between business impact and people impact you can find help in that and you can figure it out with uh, um, with other people together okay i think we're going to wrap it up yes great talk yeah um so tune in next time for the HR Matters podcast. And we will see you then. Yeah, we look forward to uh, next time. Thanks so yeah. much, ladies. Me too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.